everybody. Welcome to Blur and Blend Marketing. Today I'm in Lille and it's a beautiful day, warm day, and I'm getting a lot of warm feeling because I've just finished a class of 50 students and new members of the Trish Rubin tribe. And I've invited a member from my tribe who was actually in Lille with me last year and took the same class that I just finished. Uh, class on experiential marketing and Raja Nayar is here and he is so dear to me in a lot of ways because when I met him he was the first person I met uh, when I took uh, that when we brought that class forward you were the first person to walk in and so we had a chance to connect very quickly and right away I knew I was talking to somebody very special uh, he is a, a student of was a student then, but now he's a friend, and I knew when I came to Lil, I wanted to do a podcast with a student, and I thought immediately of Raj, because uh, you'll hear, he's sort of a renaissance man, he not only has a, a fine mind for marketing and data, but he's an accomplished pianist, and um, I'm actually pitching him to perhaps do the intro and the outro for my podcast, so you may hear his skill. Maybe he'll tell us, too, how he shares that skill, and you can listen to his music after uh, you listen to the podcast sometime. So Blur and Blend Marketing. Uh, Raj, what I usually tell people is I wanted to do a podcast about ambiguity. ambiguity. Sorry, I just finished a four-hour class. <laughs> ambiguity. And I wanted to share how I thought about ambiguity and that I met the most interesting people out in the world who were in that sense of what's going on and what's happening and they're trying to make sense of it. So out of this ambiguity, I've found some very interesting and innovative people who I wanted to spend time with, who I want to work with. And when I thought about a topic for a podcast, I thought, why not think about ambiguity as the fog and what's going on out there and how people are trying to find each other so that they can meet and blend their talents together and create innovation. The podcast is about people who are doing that, who are out in the fog with me, who are looking for partners, who are looking for new ideas and looking for ways to express themselves. So on that note, I'm going to give your attention now to understanding where Raj is and I'm going to ask you, tell your story, a little bit of your story at the beginning of this conversation. So not just other students like you, but people who are professionals can hear what you're about. Thank you, ma'am. Um, so basically, I think you know, starting out as a kid in the fifth grade, I've been incredibly blessed with um, international exposure across myriad countries, ranging from the United Arab Emirates all the way to United States. Um, Along the way, uh, I picked up uh, French language was one of the languages I picked up actually. So as that developed, I had a few close friends and a family friend in fact who would tell me that there was such a program which started out in India for two years and then you know finished up in France from the third year and onwards. So I tried for the program, I got it and it came a long way from that. Lille wasn't the easiest place to settle with to begin with but I think once life began at ESSEG it, it became quite simple and you know yes as you said I found the piano and that made it a lot easier as well. 
as a stress buster of sorts. Mm, yeah, student life can be that way, it, especially in a place that's new. It, it is. I think finding, especially given the fact that, you know, for two years before that, I hadn't played the piano for a while. So it it was a brief shut off, of, uh, strictly speaking, because I was pursuing other commitments at the time and I simply didn't have a piano at my access. Yes, not everybody has the opportunity to have a piano, right? Right, right there. So, or carry it around with them. <laughs> that's quite right, yeah. And so this is how our paths connected. Uh, you were my student in experiential marketing and it was a one-credit intensive course. And uh, I, I learned that, that Raj would start his day at the piano. And I thought, what a beautiful way to uh, begin. And then he had... Uh, developed a bit of an audience around it too people wanted to hear and I said to him do you take requests I want to you to play something for me so uh, that's the kind of person this is as I said when you go out into the fog of what's out there you meet the most interesting people who have just so many different facets to themselves and that's what I get to see when I teach so here in Lille I uh, have finished a course with with 50 students today. And Raj, the, the topic that uh, we explored in class touched on it is this um, idea of the future of marketing because the students are at that point where they're going to be looking at a whole new way of living. The, the next decade that's coming on us is really going to usher in a new decade uh, of life. We want to talk hear about the the future of marketing in the next decade and beyond so would you want to uh, give us your view of that as a young professional starting out in the world yeah so you know when we're bringing up the future of marketing especially you now you know my generation so that's generation z i think the first part we need to address is that fog you're talking about the ambiguity which people are struggling on you know to find each other i think like you know in a real life fog there's always a lighthouse to guide you know to you have a beacon to follow. So the beacon here, which is it's about the knowledge, it's about the understanding. So that's the first question, you know, understanding what is Generation Z or Generation Z, if you will. So we know it's a demographic cohort, you know, it plays the successor to the millennials. In fact, it's the newest generation that's, you know, born between 1995 and 2015. So what we do not know, and this is where the fog begins, is, you know, we don't, we don't realize that we're talking about a generation that is exposed to the internet, that's exposed to social networks and the myriad strata of information system. In effect, we're dealing with a generation that thrives in collecting and referencing an assortment of information sources and you know, integrating our online and offline experiences. So that's so that's part that's one beacon we found. The next, you know, that we have to ask ourselves then is, you know, what does this generation seek? And it comes down to one word, it, it comes down to the truth. And by truth, we mean the information, you know, with no labels and with the due freedom of individual expression. We see a lot of that happening off late, you know, in the various fronts of news. Everyone's asserting themselves, you know, we're talking about the democracy, all the various yeah. new issues, you know, socially speaking, you know, even in organizational behavior that we're trying to address. And, and Raji, you are international, as you said at the beginning. So you see this with the students that you meet internationally. Do you feel that oneness about yourselves in, in that way that you all have these doesn't matter what your culture is that you all have those kinds of uh, of uh, qualities and behaviors um 
see the behavior part of it i think the simplest way and you know having the international exposure i think the simplest quality we have to learn is adaptability mm-hmm. and the first step of that is i think quite simply to live and let live you know take a fine balance between the both you know we let other people live the lifestyle i think humorously enough one of the main struggles so to speak i had when coming to the french culture for the first time was the the concept of lobbies the you know the the briefcase basically when people meet so that was considering i come from a culture basically where you know anything on the lines of public display of affection you know we're talking about going behind bars yes it's yeah. quite about you know ah, a con- contrast to deal yes, with yes yeah uh, so the the um the stress and pressure of handling that personally and understanding that and then you you say to me this idea of live and let live how that then you learn to work into that work into that adapt but, and flexibility adaptability and so that's a skill that people your age i think will need may already have because they're especially if they're putting themselves out like this but will actually need more increasingly need that in order to be part of organizations so let's think about this group that you're part of and as they move into work i know you're interested in in talking about management and and where that will go what does it mean for managers of people like this so you know who i love the story though about you know it, the clash of the cultures but how you have to then get quickly on board and live and let live right yes. and so you know either for managers or for companies as a whole you know you'd find that it all comes down to the element of consumption now generation z is one that views consumption it's as an expression of individual identity you know we are seeing it's kind of funny when we look back at a time where you know to even think about having a phone at at a teenage year back in my day would be that would be a luxury but now you know having an iphone seems to be a slow tuesday for a 12 year old kid so to speak <laughs> a slow so, tuesday for a 12 year old kid so it Aww. you know it's it's about that you know it's about the the watches we sport the cars we want to drive the you know and yeah like i mentioned the mobile devices we own so it's it's about, more about the access element than about the possession you know, strict, strict yeah speaking. so so we're thinking about yeah the experience of of having something correct and um so how will that work when you are when you're going into the mar- the workplace how do you think that will will you'll s- live and let live is going to have to be your motto there too right right correct and that's the thing so the live and let live look you have a greater awareness with that information and because of that it becomes a matter of an ethical concern and that's exactly what you know the companies have to take it into account that you know what should be the corresponding marketing strategies for generations that first and foremost is that you know brands need to have or to show a clear purpose in you know in their business because this is one generation you know we are acutely aware that you know of the various like political economical social and technological factors that we as a society face so the brand comes into play with that it's a representation of said values and said expectations so your your generation is going to be looking at experiencing um their work in one way and then their day to day through brands and 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 their uh, interaction with the brand will be in it as completely different interac- interaction than it was with 
the Generation X or the, the baby boomers. Right. So that's the thing. And look, it's not about, you know, what should companies do as such, you know, within themselves. I think there's a general idea of promotion as well. You know, we always talk it as one of the four P's of marketing and everything. So one major thing that needs to be promoted are entrepreneurial values, you know, under this said marketing. Because now I think as part of that international exposure, I and many people in my generation have seen, you know, the impacts of the recession, such as the 2008 financial crisis, mm-hmm. you know, the impacts left on a family. I've been incredibly fortunate that our family has been relatively unaffected by that. But, you know, we know more than anyone else as to just what a complete myth the situation of job security is. Yes, exactly. That yeah, so you're going you're going into the workplace knowing that uh, you're not going to get as we used to get in the in the US, they'd give you a like a gold watch at the end of your um, career. Right? Yeah, right. I did see that. Yeah, so you people would just be in a career for 20, 25, 30 years. So you you're ready to launch your career knowing that that's not going to be. Correct, because I think, you know, standing ready to launch uh, launch my career and I need to know better that rather than stay bogged down you know we need to take a stand we need to adapt to the change it's just a simple survival tool as a human being so so you know it's it's a rudimentary tool as a human being so therefore as a business and a brand it just becomes that much more important how how do you see yourself doing it like what's how do you see a, a, a way for you to manage in that in that fog how do you see yourself as you're going forward to get jobs? I, I have to say, uh, you were. I see you seeking. You um, had reached out to me about uh, aeronautics because you're very interested in aeronautics, and so I can. I feel like you're. You're always. You're looking. But what? Like, what is that like for you as you see yourself? I've got to move forward uh, as, a, as somebody who knows that it's not in one lane I'm going to be in. Right. And I think, see, the discussion with aeronautics, and it's like many other conversations, there's a meaningful interaction in it. Just strictly speaking, now it's, you know, it's with us as friends, or it can even be a professional extent. You know, we have to, first off, create the meaningful interactions. And why are those meaningful interactions? We need to ensure loyalty generation. Because that, you know, even if the fog generally still continues, this whole ambiguity, at least... So many people, a cluster at a time, at least are guided to one place, you know, one safe place where you at least are clear amongst yourselves. Yeah. So, you know, by default, that's the thing. So there's the retention in that. And customer retention, we know by standards, is integral to marketing strategy. But in this rush to kind of create always these unique selling propositions, that's where the fog happens. That, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's just trying to pull out a trump card. And because of that, you know, it's one step that brands neglect a little. Mm. So, and it's important to remember that we are less concerned about the brand appeal as opposed to our, you know, predecessors. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're talking about a substantial loss of potential buying power if we, you know, tend to neglect that. Right. So, so as you go into um, your, your career, if you're, um, I'm thinking of it in two ways. I'm thinking about you as that member of, uh, Generation Z and uh, the premier members, you're at the top of that generation, right? The, the, the ones who are younger by 10 years are completely different from you. So you're going into the workplace, you've you got fog going on, you're 
think, okay, I'm going to go into marketing and, and you want to be able to show your value as somebody in Generation Z knowing that these are the, the things that we've been talking about, the values, what, what, what Generation Z wants and expects. You have to know that so that you can sell yourself into a position and then work with brands when you get there in that way. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, it comes down to that, you know. It's all encompassing for people at this time. That's what, what coming to me in the conversation, it's your conversation as a, a young professional, you know, student, and then also as a consumer, it just um, all melts together. Correct. So blends that's blend what. exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and the main and see so yeah so the blending in basically is then you know the the step to blending in is you find a common ground mm, and the common okay, ground here great. regardless of generation now is the evolving one which is the technology find it's the, the common ground it's the mobile experience so and that optimizing that mobile experience is the key you know we have this is a generation basically where over seventy five percent of you know the surveyed people use mobile devices yes. So we have to keep in mind that the age group, you know, owning such devices, it's considerably younger. Yeah. So, you know, as opposed to the previous generation. So that also means it's the key to being an influencer, you know, especially when you consider fora like uh, social networks and similar platforms, you know, they need to be carefully chosen. This is a generation, you know, we have a, yes, laughably, we have a shorter attention span of sorts. Yeah, yeah, but that's what We are looking say. for instant gratification as much as we can. Mm. But um, but there's know. so much choice. I think the, the thing about it when people say, yes, your attention spans are seem short, you have this m- misery of choice. There's so much choice. So your generation, I, I can give my attention here. Oh, then I have to go here. Because you just have so much to and attend you have, to. And you have certain brands also in that, you know, that, I won't say they profit off the situation, but they kind of, they definitely, you know, seem to condone the behavior. Like you um, see the brand OnePlus, for instance, when they're promoting their phones, the end line is always, you know, never settle. Mm. <laughs> That's the one mm. key part of this generation. <laughs> it's it's one value they try and promote yeah. saying, you know, stay moving. It's, Keep mo- That's like, what a great point. So even the marketers are saying, okay, well, this is the generation. We can we can just keep pushing their button, pushing their button, making them jump, jump, jump. Jump, and you'd see you like with the latest. And now, you know, just when people are still struggling to, you know, breathe over that, okay, we've, we've had iPhone 8, we've had iPhone 10. So we're just laying the foundation for that. All of a sudden, iPhone 11 with its three cameras is already yes, in front of us. Right, right, just so, coming, right. <laughs> so, in you know, in, in that sense, so... With that, you are having a generation in effect, you know, where we are moving between mobile devices, between, you know, from the phone to the tablet, mm-hmm. to the tablet to the laptop. And it's sometimes you're just having, you'd be seeing a case where people are managing both at the same time. Yes. You know, I see that here when I'm with young people. Yes. It's just not one screen. It's it's more than one screen. Right. And, and that's, a, so for me, it's amazing because it shows the um just the difference in how you're wired and how uh, an older person is wired and i keep uh, thinking uh, again like the younger part that's so interesting in this generation z because i think the difference between you and where you are and somebody that's eight years younger than you same generation will really be wide because of all the fast pace of change and how they will behave will be different correct yeah. Do you have any, um, when you, I just 
think about the global aspect of it, since coming from India, uh, do you feel that you will continue to be looking out globally? Do you sense that you you want to spend time in India trying to uh, build up that brand there? I'm interested in your the, in your future. The funny part is, yeah, even as an Indian, no, I've not, you know, the let's just say the the price I've had to pay for and being having so much international exposure is in the fact that I've actually not grown up much in India as a country. Like most of my growth and development has been outside in other countries. Ah, Which is a dual double-edged sword, right? right. Yes. It's it's not for any lack of being able to settle there. Like, I mean, I did, you know, after moving to so many countries, the, it, it is to India only finally where I began my college and you know the college experience before coming here Mm -hmm. so there's no lack of trouble settling but i think that's the one part you know i the one part of that culture and i think this is something i and anyone share is that if you can settle there and it's worst you can basically settle anywhere after that yeah yes so yeah so do you have any advice to other young people about how they're collecting their experiences and managing them. Do you have advice about, uh, sounds like you're, you've got this international profile, which is great. Is that the kind of profile that you devise for people or it's refocus it in some way for? I mean, again, it's, it's like marketing, you know, it, it comes down to individual tastes at the end. I mean, mm-hmm. we are all talking about mass customization and all that, but, we are then at the end of the day, we're also talking about companies tailoring to individual needs. And this is where it comes down to, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, my experience or my way of growth and thing, it would be effective, just as effective for someone else. Some people might have, you know, been local all the while, but they, you know, might have a much better experience than me in another mm. sort of way. Now, I think because I've moved around so much, there's always that thing or feeling like a tumbleweed where I've not exactly had my feet down properly in one place. Just as I do, I'm on the move somewhere else. <laughs> so yes, I have no trouble adapting, but you know, settling-wise, it kind of tends to make you forget. So I think the main thing is how they want to gather that international exposure, and it's a good tool to have. Yes. It's entirely up to them. But the point is, you know, you, you just take the best of each culture and try and integrate it in your life. Yeah, blend it. But I love what you just said about the tumbleweed, because I think... That could be a, a characteristic of the Generation Z. That that's the generation of being the tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just, like you, have just stumbled on a great metaphor for Z, yeah. because you're you're always, as the one plus one says, you know, don't settle, keep moving. I think this is uh, this conversation we're having. When I put the show notes together, it's it is about that that sense of uh, just always on the move and knowing that that is something that's part of modern life. People in your generation, that's going to be their experience. If they're not going to be the tumbleweed internationally in their career, in their job, they're not going to settle one place. It's just... Correct. And it's not just settling and then there's also moving up the chain. You know, know, we're having a more merit-based kind of versus experience based where you know younger managers are wanting to move up to positions you know faster we're, mm-hmm. we're seeing it with everything and you know even in let's just say now since you've said i had a sweet spot for aviation as i do 
it's that's quite the field where you see the you know the evolution from you know a younger officer to a captain or something that is something that took a very long time it, you the captains and everything you wouldn't see them okay. until their late 40s and mm-hmm. 50s now we're seeing captains as young as in their late you know 20s to 30s even that is moving fast right and now technology has had a huge mm-hmm. hand in that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. right the part we need to forget is you know there is that experience you know take away the technology what are we or how can we live can we live with ourselves mm-hmm. we need to be able to make sure that we can mm-hmm. that's a great point because you know some of these people for them i think that there are definitely quite a lot of people you know in, in age wise younger than me who feel like the world ended when the wifi did <laughs> so <laughs> you know there there was there is such a thing as outdoors <laughs> there is there are things yes. you can do there's and you know it's also a hilarious thing when you see two people interacting they're texting but they're texting to each other and they're sitting only two feet apart oh yes so, oh my gosh they have a they have a word for that in the urban dictionary i think it's like it's 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 like snubbing or something <laughs> they call it snubbing when you're actually there with somebody very close by and you just you know ignore that they're there and just give them what you have in your phone right so um yeah and that would be something that you'd really see in the in this generation millennial and z sure i can't imagine in the future what there's actually there's a generation identified after z as alpha gen that's what marketers are now calling the the people that are soon to be are probably arriving now and soon right. to be coming alpha gen and again they're they will be completely different I, when i i don't know when was the first time you swipe something but if you're a, a little one one yeah they definitely and that's you're thing. swiping when you're a year old <laughs> and and there's a whole argument around that too and there is that humorous thing also where you know i think if we are aware of how to use the technology we do know we need to kind of know our roots you know where we had come from mm-hmm. because i'm pretty sure of this that you have a case of kids where basically now they know nothing other than like say plasma tvs or lcd screens and everything mm-hmm. but there was a time where we had the box tvs they wouldn't know what that box exactly was <laughs> they just know the screen in front of you know they, that's right so knowing our roots knowing exactly how far we've come uh, is definitely an important tool especially you know when we consider the exposure we don't just consider you know that wow we're here now yes we have to know where we came yes. from yes uh, hindsight um, right. i did a podcast with uh, gary golden you might want to listen to that podcast i think you'd enjoy his futurist mm-hmm. he's talking what just what you're saying hindsight is important insight of today is important and foresight is important so you want to connect the hindsight to the foresight and um you gave a perfect example of how that that works even mm-hmm. just with screens so um is there anything else that you'd want to talk about right now before we close out is there, is there things that you think you'd like to say if your the audience something to educate them about i think it comes on to the name of your podcast again blur and blend yeah. so i think that's exactly what i think you know people need to do not just with the brands and everything that they're dealing with you know here we have people you know saying that their the uh, friendship can make a difference if we are a, a apple user or an android user <laughs> so we have to be able to be okay with an assortment of things and this is not just with the individual products we have it's with our lives as well mm 
yes. you know what how we are as a person it's it is a blur of everything it's it's a blur of that experience we've had thus far and it's the blend in you know how do we integrate it into our daily lives mm-hmm. thank mm. you i like it the way you're thinking right so it you know that's the thing and that's the part which because sadly when people you know that yes i think one as a, strictly speaking you know it's funny enough the music has been such a great networking tool for me you know starting out first yes. thing in the morning is not just me quite a lot of people say that they really like that start of the day so you know when they are that's that thing they're unable to comprehend where you know how did i how was i able to do it so far i you know yes i too came from somewhere Yes. You know, it's it's hindsight. not yes. it's and I started as a 5-year-old just, you know, basically hearing a song piece and trying to mimic it. I still do. In fact, most of, you know, whatever covers I like to do are like that. I hear it and, you know, uh play it into the notes and make it that song that it is. And it's it's a phenomenon called uh, perfect pitch. Basically, I'm ah. hearing I'm able to recognize the notes. in the song when i'm hearing it being played oh wonderful <laughs> so it how lucky yeah so it it's integrated like that so likewise i think you know definitely pitch so there's another metaphor for kind of what you're doing too is that you find <laughs> the perfect pitch in your music music and then you know integrate it yeah. with what we do or what we like to do i like that cuz i like to think in those ways i like to think in those creative ways about those um elements of life and you brought a, a couple of them I thank you thank you for the tumbleweed metaphor which I'm really going to hold on to and and I will have you own it for sure <laughs> and just this idea of perfect pitch to finding that uh in your own life either uh as a brand professional or as a consumer that idea of the perfect pitch mm-hmm. let me ask you before we close I like to ask people this I like to get them down to one word you might remember from class you know like one word words are so powerful so if you could put a if you could think of a word right now that would describe uh the generation that you're about like what's one word that you think because we talked about the future of generation z is there a word that comes to mind when you think about i think to you know to describe the generation per se it's not something i have in mind immediately but definitely the one word we definitely need mm-hmm. is um is loyalty loyalty we need it's it's the one thing that mm. it's the one core value which needs to be integrated because you know we're seeing it now um i might it it might not it might be a logical fallacy to say that you know how we do, the way we buy our products kind of is also speaks a lot about how we are as a person now we're seeing you know people move rapidly from one product to the next it's not like there was anything wrong wrong with the old one so let's you know putting that sense of thinking especially when we apply in our daily lives we are having to consider this goes this idea of loyalty just doesn't just go into our products or what we buy it's also about how we are as a person you know loyal yes. it's not just to a cause or to a fault or something but the you know it's loyalty is the core of any relationship so we need if we don't have that in the product so we need to be careful about having it at least in the relationships we keep with yes. whoever you know we're surrounded by i like that i really mm-hmm. like that that idea that concept of of loyalty as being key especially in light of what you talked about 
with the um, the tumbleweed concept. Yeah, we don't so have our roots in one place, and we're moving. We're unsure of ourselves. So where to find that? Where to f- and yeah, and that, in that search for truth, you know, we're constantly moving. So it comes down to that. With we, you know, settle for one thing, compromise where we can, and you know, work our way around the rest as and when it comes. I think that's a great way to close with that word of loyalty, and I thank you for that. So I I am surprised a lot when I sit down to speak to people. We can come up with some framework, what we're going to try to say, be ready, and then something wonderful happens. And this closing on the idea of loyalty, uh, I haven't had a, a podcast about that, and I think it, it circles right back to the beginnings of what we were saying. And what is the future going to be about for this generation? Finding um, the truth of loyalty. And uh, and I liked also what you said. And, and then live and let live about is, is really a hallmark. So thank you for being with me. It's a pleasure. It was so nice Thanks to see you, you again. Uh, this time I don't have to give you a grade for seeing you, which is always <laughs> good, you know. Yeah. And um, I look forward to hearing more about what's in your future and I know it's going to be bright thank you all right thanks a lot and everyone thank you so much this is my first podcast of uh, the month that I'm going to be in France hopefully I'm going to do another one or two with people and I'm really uh, happy to share the good people that I know with you and I look forward to uh, sharing more have a good day goodbye it's Trish Rubin from Lille